for a four million dollar car. So I said, no, I'll just sit here and drool. And we walk in, he says, and, and uh, Richard, you have no idea who that is, do you? I said, no, who is it? Mick Fleetwood. Welcome to the Satori Lifestyle Satori Masters Podcast, the ultimate resource for ambitious, hardworking school owners that want to get their business and their life to the next level. My name is Dave Kovar. I'm a lifetime martial artist, business owner, speaker, and author. My goal is to empower listeners with the knowledge and the tools they need to break through barriers and really get their business and their life to the next level. Thanks for watching and enjoy. Welcome to the Satori Masters Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Kovar, and I'm super excited. With me today is none other than Bill Wallace. Hello, sir. I'm fine. How are you today? I'm doing great. It's an honor to have you oh, here. Thank you very much. It's late. There's a sun out there. It's pretty outside, <laughs> but they're not nearly as good as the ones in Florida. Oh, yes, sir. No doubt about it. So those of you that don't know, if you're martial arts, you, of course, you know who Mr. Wallace is. If not, uh, uh, Bill Wallace has been training martial arts for 64 years ish how are you doing today it's yes. a wonderful time <laughs> and he started about, when he was two years old years. yeah yeah was two yeah. years old just just became yeah a world just, champion point fighter world champion multi-time world champion kickboxer and and a true living legend and and I, I i say that i don't say that lightly and it's somebody i've of course followed my whole career and i'm proud to you know have him as a friend and mentor and uh the reason why i wanted you on the podcast is first off you're always fun to hang out with well, thank okay? you that's fun for you dave <laughs> have a blast with you. slow down yes sir slow yes, just so you know down. my mom's been telling me to do that since i was six years old it didn't work <laughs> well, then either you know what it is you have so much to say and you don't have enough time to yes, say sir. It. that's what that's great that is a great great trait to have <laughs> well i will try to slow down on this but here's the deal i, I would like to kind of uh, ask you a few questions so first off uh if you don't mind me saying you're in your late 70s is that correct 77 77 years old and you're still on the road doing seminars the same thing you've been doing literally for you know for 40 yeah, since years 19 72. Since 1972. I started doing seminars in 1972. And yeah. a couple of things that I want to drill into. And one of them is, of course, you're, you know, you're still an amazingly fit. And I know it's due to your amazing diet. We'll talk about that oh, later. The diet's wonderful. <laughs> uh, but it's also your passion. Like, you know, how many times in your career have you signed an autograph or taken a picture yeah. or met somebody? But when you connect with people, you really connect with them. You like, you like, let them know you're there. And so I, I guess I want to start by just asking you, you know, why martial arts? What do you think that brings to the table for people? Well, that's a lot. You know, if, if you look at it just for what it is, it's the same thing as soccer, softball, baseball, volleyball. It's something for somebody to do. But for some of us, it becomes our life's passion. You know, they say golf is one of those things you can play forever. No, you can't. Because when you get to be 75, 80 years old, you don't play from the back tees anymore. You play from the gold tees, which is not nearly as much fun as from the back tees. Because okay. you can't hit the ball as far. But we in the martial arts, we can do this forever. I'm 77 years old. I've had four hip operations, one knee operations. I can still do the splits. Not to brag. I apologize if you take this as a brag. But I have no trouble doing the splits. I have no trouble kicking and punching. We have a blast. And to me, this is my therapy. This is a blast. I love to do it. It's second nature to me. I don't have to say, uh, uh, how do I do this? Because I've done it so many times and it's, you know, out of sight, out of mind. Right. Basically. Right. And, and practice doesn't make perfect. It makes permanent. And that's something to remember also, because as we're doing this, think of all the combinations, all the techniques that we've been taught. If in an actual fight, which one are you going to do? Well, basically, why do you think the reverse punch, the back fist reverse punch, is the number one technique in point fighting? 
because uh, it's it's basically the very effective. first day. Okay, the right, very okay, first day right. you did the reverse punch. Now you've been doing it every day since mm-hmm. that very first day. Dad, the back fist to it, which keeps the other guy away, makes you block high. There's a reverse punch right underneath. Same thing with boxing. First thing you learn is the jab cross. Muscle memory. Got it. Got it. Well, so what you've done is is that you've also kept yourself like, you know, in, in peak shape. You know, in other words, how have you like a lot of people from your generation maybe aren't still doing what you're doing. And part of that maybe is good genetics. Right. But yeah. but there's a lot you've done consciously. So take me through. I'm some guy that's been training for I'm 32 years old yeah. and I'm complaining about getting old. You know, you've heard this. Yep. And, you know, still do. And, and, yeah, right. That's exactly. Yeah, yeah. And so so what would you tell that guy about? All right, man, you know, you want to be doing this in 40 years. Here's a few tips for you. Well, I was a wrestler in high school and college. Okay. When I joined the service, I wanted to continue to wrestle. At that time, I weighed about 125 pounds. So playing basketball is not going to work. Playing football back then is not going to work because we didn't have soccer back in the 60s. So I had to find something to do. I joined the service. I walked across to the men's gym. I said, do they have a wrestling team? And they said, well, we don't know what these guys are doing in the back, but they're rolling around on a mat. I said, great. I go back to these guys. These little white suits are throwing each other all over. They said, excuse me, being an upstart 18-year-old kid, excuse me, does anybody here wrestle? And the guy stands up, got his black belt on. I said, he says, well, I wrestle. And I said, well, do they wrestle here? And he said, well, I'll wrestle. So he takes his white gear. I take him down a couple times, put him on his back a couple times. He says, that's pretty good. I said, well, thank you, sir. He said, now put this little white coat on. So I put his little white coat on. He says, now we're going to wrestle again. <laughs> I bounced off the walls. I bounced <laughs> off the ceiling. A couple of times, even bounced off the floor. And I go, what is this called? He says, it's called judo. And I went, wow, this is fun. Because also you practice throwing each other, but also there's groundwork. Right. Groundwork and the groundwork in judo came from jujitsu. They just got rid of the, the, the killing stuff, the, the, the breaks and stuff like this. So I started doing that. It was on the second Air Force team judo championship which I have a great metabolism. I weigh the same now, not to brag, I apologize again, but I weigh the same now that I weighed when I retired in 1980. Wow. I have not gained a pound. And I still wear, I still have my, my old Air Force uniform from 1967 that still fits. That's so cool. That's so cool. Well, so uh, besides a great metabolism, so here you are, so you're doing judo in the, se- in the, in the 60s. Well, and- back, back, understand back then, those people that are listening were in the service. We have two choices in the service. Either you find something to do after your job's over okay. or go get drunk with your buddies. Okay. That's basically the only thing there are to do. Well, I don't drink. Doesn't even taste good. So I got to find something to do. And my, my passion, my first love is wrestling. So I went over, find out judo is very similar to wrestling. And here we are. And then, so I'll, and then you uh, uh, messed your knee up and yep. then ended up like uh, seeing a karate class somewhere and practicing. Well, what, what happened is, is I'm, I get stationed in Okinawa. Okay. I go over there, continue to play judo. And it's true what they say. A good big man will beat a good little man. I'm working out, again, I'm 125, 130 pounds. I'm working out with a guy about 190. I come in for a, a throw called a seotoshi, which is a body drop. He steps across my leg to counter. I step through his leg with a throw called ochigari to counter his counter. And he just claps, tore me, and he sound like this. Oh. I just lay there and I go, oh, God. And they go, you don't want to look. Just keep your head straight forward. So I said, oh, oh. So they take me to the hospital and they, they want to do something called exploratory surgery. That's pre-MRI. There's no, no MRI. There was no MRI. No idea. No, They're just no. going to cut you yep, open and yep. see what they can find. We want to see what's wrong. Yeah. And so I said, well, what's the chance of it being normal if you don't cut? 50-50. What's of it being 
normal if you do cut 50-50. Thanks, Doc. Put a cast on. <laughs> let me get out of here. So they put a cast on it. And uh, I'm, I'm knowing, knowing at that time because this is before arthroscopic surgery or any kind of surgery other than exploratory. I know my career's done. So I'm forlorn, of, out of upset. And a friend says, hey, there's a karate school downtown. Let's go check it out. We're in Okinawa at Kadena Air Base. So we drive downtown, take a bus downtown, to Naha. And then we go to this karate school. And I'm sitting, we're on the benches, watching him teach. And this guy comes up and got a black boy. says, oh, you do karate. I said, what? He said, you do karate. And my friend said, do you want to do karate? I said, yeah, it looks like it's fun. He said, you stand up. I said, I got a bad knee. He said, no problem, you stand up. So I stand up and say, we do yoko getty. What's yoko getty? Side the kicker, side the kicker. So he showed me, showed me the psychic. So I stood there and did about 14,000 of those things. <laughs> it's like a policy. You got to do it over and over and over. So my favorite kick now is Now your other the knee is in a brace at the time. Yeah, my, okay. my, yeah, I can't move. Okay, okay. But I can bring the leg up and throw the psychic. 14,000 of those things. So I go back to the base later on. I come back that next week. He says, oh, you're back. Now we do Moesigeti. Roundhouse kick. So I did the same thing. I throw the roundhouse kick. A couple months later, I come back watching Tyson. I, I get out of the cast. And I start the training. I have a brace on and start the training. And we're doing all the punches and the kicks. Now, understand, in Okinawa, you're taught this Gaokuzuki, Oizuki, Seikenzuki will kill somebody. So we're hitting the Makarawa boys, we're hitting bags, hitting each other before equipment. Right. And thinking we're Billy Bad Butts. And I say, now we do Kumite. What, what's Kumite? We fight. Now, just a minute, coach. Sensei. We're going to fight. Yes. But you've been telling me this whole time this reverse punch can kill somebody. And I'm going to hit you with that reverse punch, maybe. Oh, we practice Kimi. Now the Japanese were. Sure. What is Kimi? Focus, control. Oh, how do you practice that? You pull the. Oh, okay, so he shows us how to do that. So I'm sparring with this guy, black belt. And I throw the sidekick and he backs out of the way. So I brought the healer, I caught him in the solar plexus and drop him. He gets up, what'd you do? What'd you do? You know. With a, with a senior, and I just stood there, and he said, what'd you do, what'd you do? I said, well, I, I threw yoga, Giddy. You got so I just brought my heel around. I don't know what it's called. He says, oh, Udermoshi Giddy. And those are the three kicks, the side kick, the roundhouse kick, and the hook kick. And, and, and you made your career with that, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like yeah. Uh, you know, in, in all, your, in, you know, all yeah. your title, your fights, pretty right. much yeah. you kick with your well, left leg with those three yeah. kicks. Well, if, if you look at it, who said you had to use both sides? Yeah. I've never been able to use both sides because of my knee being very bad. So, And I'm left-handed. Luckily, I'm left-legged. So I fight sideways. Now my weapons, both my weapons, are closest to you. Besides, if you look at me this way and I stand this way and face you, and I say, what do you see that's open? First thing Not you do much. is to look down. Yeah. You look, now, which means you're thinking. You're trying to find an opening. As opposed to just seeing one like sure. this. You're right. look, uh, uh, uh. So now the muscles are contracting because you're starting to think. You're starting to anticipate something. Okay. Now you're slower. Okay. And I know the openings are still because I can see everything right from here. So you have, uh, uh, like, you're still, you're still teaching and training. And yeah. you, 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 you still like, love you're it. on the road all the time. Still love it. And it's, it's really clear. Like, you just taught a class today. You walked, yeah. you know, you literally, you know, drove from San Francisco, yeah, you, sure. you know, yeah. got off out of the car, walked in and had 40 people taught a class. Yeah, yeah. With, yeah. And so what, what gives you like, like, you know, I, I clearly, you, 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 you could do other things. You choose yeah. not to. And we're appreciative. You don't, what, 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 why do you find joy in, in, in teaching martial arts? For my father. Okay. My father was a school teacher, okay. a principal in high school. 
He always wanted me to be a school teacher. His whole thing is, when are you going to quit doing this stuff and get a job? I remember hearing that When are you going to quit well. doing this stuff yep. and get a job? And he, he set up he set up interviews for me. I have a master's degree in kinesiology and physiology of exercise. But he would call up and say, I got this, I got this interview set up. It's says high school. You'll do great. So I'd go to the interview. And they guys to do this. And, and the last interview I went to, just before I had the world championships, is in Frankfurt, Indiana. I go to the interview. And he says, oh. He says, this is what we pay, like $8,500 a year to teach four hours a day. Shop. Guys, you younger generation, that was a lot of money. Yeah, $8,000 was a lot yeah, of money yeah. back then, yeah. And, and on my resume, I see where you're a wrestler. I said, yes, sir. He says, oh, our wrestling coach is going to retire in another five or six years, and you'll be first in line to get his job. You'll be the assistant right now. We can't pay you for the assistantship, but when you get his job, you get another $100 a month. <laughs> wow. Oh, oh, goody. Yeah. Now, understand the wrestling season is October, November, December, January, February, and March. Six months. So I get a whole $600 to set up the wrestling program. To set up the meets. So it probably worked out to be like a buck fifty an hour. Oh, man. At, at the most, at the most. Because <laughs> wrestling is going to be three hours a night sure. that you're stuck. Yeah. And that's five nights a week. Unless you're wrestling, then that's on a Saturday or the nighttime. So by the time, like, you know, as, as your career developed, did, did your dad ever like go, yeah, I like what you're doing, man. I, I you know. I, September 14th, 1974. Okay. Up until that day, up until I'm working for Elvis Presley, I'm working for doing working, working training with Elvis Presley. When are you going to quit doing this? Shit? Get a job. Up till then. And that, you're, and you're teaching Elvis uh, Presley. Out with Elvis, yeah. And he's still not, he yeah, still wants to be a school teacher. September 14th, 1974. I called my father and said, dad, I won. That night it became, this is my son. He's a world champion. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. And uh, so as long as, you know, the funny thing is if I would have taught high school or grade school or whatever it would have been, semesters let's say right okay you teach two different groups in a semester four or five classes whatever it is maybe you reached so many people this way doing what i've done i've been all over the world several times not to brag i apologize but i've been all over the world several times i just got back from england for 10 days doing seminars how's andy exhibit, huh how's andy Andy Crittenden? Yeah. He's great. Hey, he's Andy, super. if you're listening, because hey, sometimes yeah, you tune Andy's, in. hello, guy. <laughs> yeah, he's doing super. But uh, he was, he was, a, he didn't, he didn't get to the super show, but he's usually there. Okay. But uh, so all over, did, did eight seminars, no, did 11 seminars in eight days. Wow. And, and, we're, but and I'm a, a seminar guy. Yeah. And so I can totally, totally, totally yeah. respect what you just said because yeah, that's but, a lot of freaking yeah. events. In, in but for me, I, I look at it as a workout, as a training session for okay. me. Because if I'm working with, with Dave Cole, who has a fantastic front kick, everybody, this front <laughs> kick, if you would see his front kick, you go, whoa. <laughs> I saw it and I was flabbergasted. Thank you. Literally. You guys heard it here. Bill Wallace likes my front kicks. You know, you, you know. Well, I like the hand techniques with yeah, the, yes, the, yes. the defense of it. So if you ever see me and you wanted me to demonstrate i'll be happy to show you because i have to give mr wallace full credit for the skill that i have with this front kick. i am very impressed <laughs> all right switching gears you know you've met a lot of people in your life uh and and uh it's so i think out of curiosity it's like uh you you had a chance like uh, clearly you you trained john belucci and yeah. you were friends with him yeah. and i heard he was a pretty good athlete he was a wrestler in high school okay 
And and when I met him in 1979, they were working on the Blues Brothers movie. And I'm, I go to a party. This is what's funny. I'm with Richard Norton. We, we go out to, he was staying with me in Memphis, Tennessee at the time. I was living in Memphis. And we go out to Los Angeles. And he says, you want to go to a party? I said, sure. So we go to a party. We drive up the Hollywood, uh, you know, Beverly Hills. We pull this out. There's a 275 GTB Ferrari parked there. And I said, nice car. This guy comes out. Now I'm a 60s music guy, not a 70s, 60s music guy. So I look at the car. I said, wow, that's great. And the guy comes out. And he says, hi, I'm Mick. I said, how you doing, Mick? I, I shake his hand. Richard said, this is Mick, Mick Bill Wallace. So I, I, you know, and he says, you like the car? I said, I love the car. Flows the, throws the keys to me. He says, take it for a spin. I said, no, because right there is about a $4, $4 million car. So I said, no, I'll just sit here and drool. And we walk in. He says, and, and uh, Richard says, you have no idea who that is, do you? I said, no, who is it? Mick Fleetwood. Oh, <laughs> wow. I didn't know. I've listened to the 60s yeah, yeah, music, right? right? right. I'm an okay. oldies guy. So I went, oh, well. So we talked a little while and, and everything. I go inside and John Bushy's way in the back playing the drums. He looks at me and goes, and I look around. He says, and I says, hi, how you doing? So he puts the drumsticks down and comes and says, are you that super foot guy? I says, yeah. He says, nice to meet you. We shake hands. He says, now just right off the boat, says, what are you doing this summer? I says, well, I plan on retiring in you know, my, the middle of June of my last fight, but no plans after. He says, you want to go on tour with us? Now, nobody knew anything about a Blues Brothers movie. Right, right. Did, he said, did well, you know who he was when you no, saw him? No, you didn't know. Right, watch Saturday Night Live. Okay, a so you times, knew he was. Okay, knew, yeah, but I didn't know about the films, you know. And he says, I, he says, we're we're we're, we're going to go on tour for what? For the Blues Brothers? Did I miss something? Something? Right, I said, right. no, we're, we're we're working on the film right now, but we're going to go on tour this weekend, pushing the film, pushing the tour. I said, sure, love to. You know how people say you want to sure. go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So he said, so he, he gives me his number, which I put in my pocket, and I give him my number. Thinking, thanks for, you know, we leave after a couple hours. I get home, back to Memphis. The middle of March, he calls and says, hey, you still going to go on tour with us? Uh, 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 you'd love to, but right now I'm training for my fight. I'll worry about that after the fight. He says, okay, okay, I'll call you the, the, the night before the fight. So he calls me Friday night, he says, good luck, you know, kick his ass and all this stuff. I said, thank you. And I fight, I, I win. They calls me right after the fight. He says, your tickets are waiting for you at the Indianapolis Airport. We'll see you up at Navy, uh, Navy Pier because that's where we're rehearsing. So I fly up to uh, Chicago. The guys there pick me up at the airport. We drive to the Navy Pier. There's John Blushy, Dan Aykroyd, Bones Malone, uh, Matt Guitar Murphy, all the guys, the, 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 the band. Blues Brothers yeah. band. And we're sitting there playing. And uh, so I'm turning to watch him. And he said, now we're going to go. Go to the Blues Bar tonight. This is where it gets sticky. So we go to the blues bar. He says, I'll be right back. I don't think about it. So he goes into the bathroom and I'm talking to his meeting, meeting people. Hour goes by, a couple hours go by. So I go in the bathroom, no John. I come out and says, do you know where John went? He says, he left a couple hours ago. And I said, okay. So I take a cab back to the hotel. I'm packing up my bags and he walks in. He said, where are you going? He says, I'm out of here. He said, where are you going? I said, well, number one, you want me to work with you on the, on the tour, right? I says, and I'm for that 100%. But I don't need you say, I'll be right back and take off for a couple hours. Because I have no idea. 
I don't know. And are you, you that supposed well. to be his bodyguard? Is oh, that yeah. what he wants? Okay. Taking care of him. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to I took enough punches and kicks for myself. Yeah. I, I don't want to take him for somebody yes, else. Sir. Okay. But I but my job was to train him, work out with him, yes. keep him in shape. Yeah. He did a lot of stuff for him. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I'd work out for him. So So you basically said, said you're not gonna do this. Yeah, I said either you make up a mind right now. So and this is what this is what changed it. He you know, lips come down, he gives me this big hug, a tight squeeze hug. And he says, Okay. And the rest of the time we were together, he was like, well, that. you know what, you, you know, you got to imagine where he was at in his career. Everybody's, everybody's around him doing oh. whatever he wants. And here's a guy saying, I'm not going to put up with it. He yeah. probably massively respects oh, yeah, you for yeah, it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Cause I don't, you know, I said, I don't need his buy. So we did the blues brothers tour. It was a mild success. It ended the 1st of August, September, John Collins says, we're going to do a movie called continental divide. I want you to work out with me. Keep, get me in shape because I got to be in good shape when I do this thing. Fine, John. So I fly to, to Martha's Vineyard where they're staying. We start right that day training. I put him on a diet, 1,000 calories a day, which is hard for a big guy to yeah, have 1,000 yeah, sure. calories a day. And I cooked for him. <laughs> so that's so, what he was getting. Yeah, 1,000, not a, not, a, not, a, not a calorie more or less, you know. But we did that. We, he lost. He was 242 when we started. Okay. When about halfway through the film, it was down to 199. Which is hard for a big guy to yeah, do, sure. not just sure. working out with Starbucks, yeah. but he was in great shape and he looks superb. Yeah, amazing, amazing. And and uh, you were there even at the end for him. Yeah. Yes, unfortunately. Yeah. 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 Well, again, that's a see. Everybody, people that are well known, people that are celebrities, they don't really know who their friends are. You know, I use you. To, to, to meet somebody else right you used me to, to get a hold of somebody so they right. and what it is so john didn't know except he knew i was his friend john died the night i had to go back to memphis tennessee to sign for my divorce wow i said i'll be back tonight so i go away now who you know who don novello is i've heard the name I'm don right. novello is father sarducci okay wow okay they were doing a movie writing a movie called called the noble rot that. okay it's about grapes in this in the in the, in the vineyards up here yeah. that every once in a while they have a, a, a virus on or a, or a fungus that the grapes are superbly delicious for some reason so they were working on a film now john could read the bible to you and he'd get you to laugh but the prudo, the studio producers were read the script and didn't think it was funny well you're not yeah, John Bellucci. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and so he'd have to rewrite the script. So, so on a completely different note, that's really interesting. So, you know, you've been done so many things and 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 met so many people, and your passion is still strong. What would you say? Like, you know, like kind of bringing back to full circle, like martial arts. Hey, man, you know, I, I, I can't, you know, I got my knee hurts a little bit. I'd like to train, but my hurts needs a little bit. I'm really busy. I don't have time to exercise. You know, uh, uh, you know, what, what do you, what do you, what do you tell people as far as, you know, how have you been able to stay on the path? Understand this. The guy that said no pain, no gain, he's dead. And your body's a phenomenal machine. I have a master's degree in kinesiology and physiology of exercise from Memphis State. And your body's absolutely phenomenal if you allow it to do what it needs to do. Okay. The problem is some people work through the pain. Well, to a certain degree, you can work through that pain, but you have to let the muscles, you have to let the soft tissue, because it's soft tissue, you have to let it heal. The bones, you get a bone bruise, you have to let it heal. Well, we won't because I'm going to be tough. Right. Bull crap. Let it heal.
So how many people have you seen who didn't listen to that rule that are no longer able to train oh. because they didn't listen to your body? Your whole generation, everybody you oh, train everybody, with. Yep, like, yep. like you're the only guy, you're yeah, the last yeah. man standing oh, yeah. to a certain well, degree, right? You're around with, if you were going to be a master, what's the first thing you had to have? A gut. Yeah, right, you right. Be, yeah. You had to be fat. <laughs> you know, I mean, not, I, don't get me wrong, I respect all you. Ed Parker had a gut. Robert Trias had a butt. Uh, you know, all these, all these seventh, eighth, ninth degree masters had guts. Uh, they haven't seen their toes in 15 years. So you go, do I have to have one of those to get it? No, you don't. <laughs> like I said, I still weigh the same now yeah. that I weighed when I retired, 1965, yeah. 1980. And and it's, I still love it. I love training. Well, And, I, and my diet's I, phenomenal. I, you know, on behalf of the martial arts industry, uh, you know, I and sincerely, you know, like uh, uh, I want to thank you for everything you've done and and the, and the example you've been for people about the passion you bring to the table. And, and you know, more like like uh, you're a fun guy to be around. You're always the life of the party and you make people feel, you know, like special. But but really, at the end of the day, you know, you care about people. It's really clear. Oh, yeah. And, 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 the, and the, you really you bring your A game to seminars. You've done thousands of seminars, but you wouldn't know it by watching you teach a class. What I mean by that is, is that you can tell your spirit is present. You've probably told this joke before. You've probably said this thing, but that doesn't matter because you are 100% focused on that. Yeah. And and that, that's a real gift that's not easy to do. And, and speaking from a guy, I've not done near as many seminars as you have, but I've done my share. Yeah. And it's sometimes you kind of have to go, okay, here it is, you know, game time, right? Well, it's and, the truth. You know, your body is like, which you it, when it's time for you to do your seminar, you've got to have your A game. Yeah. Because the guy that says, well, he doesn't care. I had one guy sometime, I was doing a kid's a seminar for a kid's, joking, I says, I hate kids. And I love, I do some, I do, love kids the seminars. He's there at shows. What? Yeah. Because, you know, I just spent an hour and a half working with kids that normally their attention span is what, 20 minutes? Right, right. And you had so, it for an hour and a half. No. I, and they were and they were working to, to that end of that hour and a half, so that makes me feel good about yeah, that. Yeah, well, and then that's why people will continue to, you know, you you, you kind of have a circuit now, right? You know, they oh, yeah, and yeah. and people come back, and why do they come back? Because you, you know you're authentic and you're real, and so just uh, uh, I don't want to take any more time because it's getting late, but I, I I just say on behalf of the martial arts industry, I appreciate well, you. Thank you, sir. My pleasure. To it. All, all right, I have them all. Thank you, Mr. Wallace. Thank you. <laughs> take care. Take care, guys. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in today to our podcast. I hope you found it valuable and inspirational. To stay connected, please subscribe to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you go for your podcasts. If you enjoyed today's show, please give us a five-star review. And we really, uh, sincerely, I would appreciate some feedback. Your feedback helps us to create high-quality content that will help others in the future. If you'd like to follow me, you can go to Dave Kovar on Facebook or Hanchi Dave Kovar on Instagram. Thank you so much for watching, and I'll see you on next episode.